morning, good morning, good morning. God, we thank you so much. We first want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If we had 10,000 tongues, it wouldn't be enough to express our love of works, of what you're doing, what you've done in our life, God. But we still say thank you. We don't forget to say thank you. We don't walk away when you bless us and not turn around to say thank you. We say thank you before you even bless us. We're not waiting to praise. We're praising you now because we know that you are a good God. You don't feel good. You are good. Hallelujah. We say thank you, God. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for your knowledge. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for allowing us to embrace. Thank you for availing the truth that we have eyes to see. Thank you for unplugging our ears that we are able to hear. Thank you, God, for strengthening our heart, healing our hearts. That we have a heart for you. Our heart is open. Thank you for allowing Holy Spirit to intercede what we should say out of our mouths. The devil is constantly working. I don't want a believer to think because you had a high place in God that the devil is not still working against you. He's still going to be against you. He's never going to give up trying to cause you to fall because he hates you that much because he's envious of you. You're going to a place that he knows about. You're going to a place. You are actually from a place where he is from. And there's nothing he can do about it to ever go back. But God sent his son for you and I. So he's angry. He's going to try to cause things to happen. You may just all of a sudden get a bad phone call. Or see sudden decrease or anything in your life. And he's trying to throw to distract you. But when you begin to have a war cry. And intercede. And tap into the spiritual things. Then you begin to know who you are. Therefore he will remain under your feet. And whatever plan he thought he had against you. Will never prosper. Because you now know that your God is for you. Hallelujah. When we spend time with God and meditating his word day in and day out. And I don't mean just listening to the word. No, when we become the word of God, that's when we are changed. Because God's word is life. And that more abundantly. So your life has to be prosperous when you're walking with God. It's no way the other way around. Hallelujah. I pray right now, God, there are a lot of us who don't feel like praising anymore. There are a lot of us who don't want to give thanks anymore. We want to wait to see your blessing, then give you thanks. But that's not how we get blessed. We get blessed by thanking you first. Hallelujah. I pray we begin to speak what you will speak in the atmosphere in every area of our life regarding our personal affairs regarding children regarding relationships regarding mergers regarding businesses our possessions 
Hallelujah. So hungry and so thirsty for God. What does a hunger look like? What does thirsty look like? To be desperate for God. You know, when we have a natural hunger, we begin to cook something, go grocery shopping, get the foods that we really like. We prepare them, we get sliced up about to eat because we already know what they're going to taste like. But when it comes to the word of God, no natural food can satisfy that hunger but the word of God. Because the word of God is supposed to be on the inside of you all the way from the beginning because you created by the word. You are the living word of God. And without God wording you, you are walking around void. Hallelujah. There's a void on the inside of every person who don't believe. There's a void on the inside of every person who don't seek God. Every person who don't hunger God. Every person who don't spend time with God. Every person who don't even talk to God. Who don't even have faith in God. Because we were never created to live without Him. Therefore, you have a hunger, but you're just not in the right direction. So us as believers have to be used and should want to willingly be used to stir them back in the right direction. Just like we were stirred in the right direction. I thank God for today. Um, I have a release a word today. South Carolina friend and she is really meditating on <laughs> Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If many of my people turn from their wicked ways and turn their hearts back to God, won't He heal their land? I'm paraphrasing. And she's been meditating on that, and she's even telling me, "You meditate, you meditate, you meditate." Trust me, I, that is my testimony. Hallelujah. I love the fact that God is just. He's just so simple in me. And I love that because a lot of times we, we lose focus and lose sight on just yielding your hands up and letting God do the work. We're trying to work it ourselves. It's not going to work. That's why we up so late at night. When someone asks you to minister, you up so late trying to write down a perfect message where you should just yield to Holy Spirit and allow the Spirit to intercede and say, and God be spoken through you. Not saying don't write anything down or don't meditate on the word, but that should not be your main focus. Your main focus is spending time with God to see what God wants to say. Because what others might want to say, thinking that's the time for, God said, no, it's time for this. This should be said, and this should be said this way. Anyhow, no matter how they're going to take it. It's my word. It's my way for my glory. If they want to submit unto my will, then they're going to hear the same things that I'm saying. Hallelujah. A lot of us want to do things our way. A lot of our motives are wrong. People ask you to preach or people ask you to go with them and, and do things for them and do things with them. And then some people, personalities, you begin to see that you didn't want to see. They begin to say things that you never thought they would ever say. They begin to get comfortable around you. And you begin to see their issues floating up that you never saw before. And you start to feel uncomfortable. And you start distancing yourself like you don't want to be around them no more because you didn't know they were like that. That's what an intercessor is for. To pray. 
behind closed doors on the behalf of your neighbor on your left and your right regarding any matter, any issue and not go to someone else about it. Let's consider this gossip. I said, God, I, said, I was told yesterday, she said, you are a seer. My God. I'm going to pray right now because I see a prophetic mantle over you. And I said to her, I don't know, out of all things to say, my, my question was to her was, how did you know about the mantle? <laughs> I want to know, how did you know about the mantle? She said, of course, I'm supposed to know. But the reason why I asked that because I never talk about that. I never talk about that experience I had when the God, he released a mantle over my life. I would never forget that experience. And I don't really talk about that much. But for her to say that, and it's God, what God is doing, he's finding people to connect with you and I to put a wording onto what he's doing. And putting a wording onto who you are. He's using people to sharpen you and I gifts. You understand? Like for example, I was always able to see far beyond other people. And it used to frustrate me growing up as a teenager. Because I'm like telling my sister, you see this? Nah, I don't see that. Man, look, it's right here. No, I don't see it. And I grab her head. Like, look. She's like, I don't see it. I'm like, baby, just leave me alone. (laughs) But the thing is, what God's showing you may not necessarily be what he's showing them. And what they can hear, you might not be able to hear. You understand? So I said, God, hold on. I can see. And she, <laughs> let me tell you something. When you are a seer, you, be, you better hear me. That's a walk right there by itself. And then I begin to see the significance of why God created me and how uniquely I'm created. The devil is a liar. He wanted me to be ashamed of who I was because I was so different. I didn't see anyone familiar to me. So I began to hate what I was and begin to try to be something that I'm not. Try to go to school to be a lawyer, to be a doctor. But it wasn't for me because all I wanted to do is preach the gospel in any way, shape, or form. Not saying that lawyers not preaching the gospel, but that is who I am. I see and I hear and I release. And I love doing that. God showed me so many things. God could show me things that the secret things. He showed me secrets. He revealed his personal thoughts. He vents to me. Even if it's, he's feeling some kind of way about his emotions, about what something someone's doing or what's about to take place, or even out of excitement, he's still venting. And I'm like, wow, thank you for sharing your thoughts with me. But I'm not going to lie, it's, it takes, I'm trying to take you, it takes that kind of anointing to be able to take that information. Because some of the things that God revealed to me, it gets me out of my bed or wherever I am. And I have to go somewhere. And sometimes I weep so much. I can't help where I am. I have to turn around. I don't want to see. So I try to be, do the best I can to disguise how I'm feeling. But when God begin to touch you, when God's presence begin to overshadow you, it's nothing you can do about it. There is no escape. Your body begins to respond to the presence of God, to the knowledge of God. Because your body knows about his glory. Your body knows about his majesty. Your body knows. It's responding to what your spirit already knows. Hallelujah. It's no way 
say all the time, Q, you are so bold. Let me tell you, no one wakes up that way. It's a process to everything of God. You have to be taught how to do everything. It was never easy for God to use me to get up on the trains, go up on the highways, go into these countries by myself. In Switzerland, by myself. Zuri, Amsterdam, by myself. In Europe, in Turkey, by myself. Nairobi, different places in Kenya, Kakamega, Bogama, Namasada village, by myself. As a woman at that, to preach his gospel. Not coming, not going to do nothing else but preach his gospel. And sometimes I was so heavy because I was in, what was it, Switzerland? I was there eight hours longer than I was supposed to be. And I was like, I'm out of my comfort zone. I lost all forms of connection to where I'm from. America went out the window. I couldn't even call my mother. So there is just me and God. And guess what? All I had was my faith. And God said, that's all you need. I was asked yesterday, what is a short-term goal for me? And I said, you know what, God? That's an awesome question. And I want to give the exact answer as beneficiary to who I am, what I am, and where you're calling me to be right now for a short-term goal. And God said, I'm not giving you a specific answer to what is a short-term goal for you. What I want you to focus on is just following me. And the doors that I open for you, that are those are your short-term goals. And the doors that's open during your short-term goals are going to be the doors that's also going to be open to, provi- to provide for you for the long-term goals. Hallelujah. So right now, I'm just following. <laughs> So he gonna say, go this way, this door open. That way, I'm connecting you to this, connecting you to that, this way. And then now, the, and then next thing you know, you look around, you be like, wow, God, you accomplished all of this. Everyone is different. See, I, I said, to, I said a lot of times, my answers are not your answers. My way of speech is not yours. I find my text being misconstrued a lot when I'm speaking. I'm like, God, why is it coming out this way? Because it's so much to come out. I can't get it out right. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's like a constant overflow. When you're in this place with God, when it's just you and God, I'm trying to tell you. I mean, you're not holding nothing back. See, a lot of us, we're, we're like 90% with God. And we're still holding back. We're holding back 10% of ourselves. And it don't mean that you're walking in sin or you're doing something doubtful. That 10% can mean that God wants you to do this, but you're talking yourself out of it because you don't want to be rejected or you, you just don't, you're afraid of what the outcome going to be. God might say, go in front of this crowd. You'll be like, I don't think I want to do that, God. God might tell you to go with somebody who's doing it. You're like, I don't know. <laughs> that's you, girl. That's, that's your thing. You know, and not saying that it's not okay, not saying that it is okay, but when it comes to me, I have to I have to do it because that's what I'm called to do. But the part but the purpose is is to do it out of love. When God uses to do anything, do it out of love. 
I'm trying to tell you every morning, back to the trains, I had to stir myself up every morning. Sometimes I get up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, I don't only want to get up on them trains this morning, God. I don't. I don't. But I'll do anything for you. Look at that heart for God. I'll do anything for you. I said, all right, God. I really don't. And then every time I get on the trains, I get so nervous. But as soon as I open my mouth, my mouth, nervousness goes out the window. And then people say all kinds of things. There's so many testimonies. Been on them trains for over three, four years. Every day. There's so many testimonies, I'm trying to tell you. There's been times we had nuns on there singing like we had a sister act. And I'm trying, man, I'm trying to tell you. And then I had, one time I was escorted off by the police. Because someone said I was disturbing them. And they said, well, you can do this outside the train where you can speak, but just you can't mention God's name. You can't say God or Jesus because all these religions. So I got back on it. No. So what happened was I was silenced for three days. And then I said, um, no, I'm not going to be silent. So I got back on the train and I, I just didn't say his name. I told them I couldn't say his name because what they told me I couldn't. So I said, well, when I say, when I point up. That's who I'm talking about. That's who I'm referring to, just so you guys know. They was like, okay, thanks for sharing that with us. So when I point up, then they begin to say, God. When I point up, they yelled out, Jesus. I'm going to tell you how powerful God is. His name was said even louder because over 15 people begin to shout his name out. First, it was just me saying it, and I got in trouble behind it. But yet, God's glory was more manifested that more than one began to shout. It was over 15 people exactly to shout his name out. And then the officers that escorted me off the train, three days later, that day when they began to shout his name, they came back on the train. And I looked at them, they looked at me, they said, do you need our help today? Do you want us to protect you today? I said, oh, no, I'm good. And I kept on, you know, speaking like I was Joe Clark on lean on me, like, you know, giving out a you know, powerful word and, you know, helping. But it's so funny because, see how they told me to get off the train? The devil tried to get me to stop doing what God asked me to do. And my heart was so heavy. For three days, my heart was so heavy. I was like, God, it hurts so much. God said, get back on there. I said, okay. I get back on there. <laughs> and then the people began to shout his name. And then one person came to me after and said, don't you ever allow anyone to cause you or say to you, I don't care if it's a law or not. Don't ever stop saying his name. I was like, my God, thank you. God will put people in your path to help direct your path. And I thank God for that. It was people on the train. All, I'm trying to tell you, testimonies all over the place. I mean, being approached by this, this girl, oh, my gosh. She used to have things to say every time. And, you know, when you come across somebody who always wants to debate, you like, you know what? You try to avoid people like that because there's no debate with the truth. So you want to keep debating on what? So she kept wanting to debate, wanting to debate. I said, you know, I'm not debating with you. I'm not doing that. So she said, can I have your number so I can call? You know, I, you, you want to give me your number? That's not love. That's not. I said, you know what? This girl got to go. She's, she got to go. Because she, she kept ticking, 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 and picking, picking, picking. So I said, okay. I said, let me give you my number. You call me when you need me. And she said, okay, I will. She called me all the time about different words on her belief on her religion that I didn't want to hear. So I told them, I said, you know what? I'm going to let this happen. I'm going to let her call on her God and I'm going to call on mine. And we're going to do it just like that. 
Make a long story short, she never called me back. So I said, hold on, it's been a whole day. Let me call her. I said, yeah, did you, why you ain't call me? You, you've been calling me all day, every day. Is everything okay today? She said, I'm still waiting for my God to answer. <laughs> did Joyce answer? I said, I'm calling you, aren't I? <laughs> I haven't heard from her since. But I've been praying for her. I mean, God sent me to people to cast out demons. I'm trying to tell you. You have to be equipped to go in front of a person who is possessed. I'm trying to tell you. Because there's nothing worse than you, God sending you somewhere to cast out some demons and yet you're afraid. Come on now. And the demons know if you're afraid. Trust me. They could, they, that's how they respond. They respond off of fear. And um, I began to see this lady. She was cursing herself. She had all these piercings coming from her forehead all the way down to her. It's like one earring that was a chain from her forehead. She pierced her forehead in the middle all the way down to like her bottom lip. And it was just chains everywhere. And she was just cursing herself and cursing herself, chanting. And she felt something different. She felt a different presence. And she didn't even turn around to see me behind her. But she stopped and turned around and did not move until I walked past. So I walked past her. She didn't do anything. She couldn't even look me in the eye. She had her head down and just stopped and allowed me to walk past. And when I walked past, I looked back and I noticed she started back walking and chatting again. I said, oh, no, no, no. So I walked. I said, I'm going to walk past her again and see what happened. I walked past her again. She did the same thing. She just stood there, stopped, looked down. And, and just submit it unto me to the presence of God in me. Let me say that. And she just stopped. And then God began to say to me, Every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall and will confess that Jesus is Lord. She's confessing who I am. That's why she can't move. That's why she can't speak. That's why she can't look up. Because she's bowing before the king. I don't care what kind of demon who's trying to torment you. I don't care what kind of distraction you are faced with. I don't care what kind of doubt is at your forefront. But when the presence of God shows up, you have to bow before his name. Hallelujah. It's a must. Even demons told Jesus we know who you are. Thank you, Jesus. And I was with a mentor yesterday. And I was soaking. I just kept seeing this sheep. This sheep just kept staring at me. I'm trying. It's staring at me right now. This sheep just keeps staring at me. It's like the sheep is following me. And I'm like, all I keep hearing God say is, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. When we give our lives to God, that is an important, I'm trying to tell you, that is so important. I can't get the words out. My God, how powerful it is. When we make Jesus the Lord over our life, we begin to have a responsibility. It's very important. To fulfill our responsibility. And our responsibility is to complete and fulfill our assignment on the earth. By any means or however you're gifted 
to release God's love and release God's word. Some of us are some beautiful writers. Some of us are some beautiful psalmists, dancers, teachers, lawyers, doctors, prophets, evangelists, apostles. We're gifted in all these areas. But you have to allow God to show you who he created you and I to be and not what you think you are or want to become. And the only way you can begin to see and know who you are, how you were created, is by simply just having a passion for God only. Wanting God only. Spending time with God only. Not spending time in God's presence asking, asking, asking. And when I say asking, not just asking for Him, but asking for answers for this and asking for answers for that. We just want you to open up to Him. Because when you're opening up to Him, He's pouring out into you. It's very important to know that He's pouring out daily. See, the only reason why some of us are on higher levels than others, not just by our anointing, but because of our level of hunger. The hungry you become for God, the more he begins to pour himself out into you. And I just, this presence is so strong right now. I know you sense that my talk just became so calm. <laughs> I went from here to here. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is so good. So good to us. But we have to stay in a place of just, just being simple. Stop doing too much. It's so. It's, when I say simple, I don't mean less significant. Don't take away the significance behind it. When I say simple, is just walk. You don't have to work. Cease from working on your own ability and on your own accord, and let God do the work. You just follow. He's doing the work. You're prepared. You've been preparing for this season. You've been preparing this upcoming year. It's not here yet. He's still doing things in you and I to prepare us for the upcoming year. But he's still got some releasing to do for the blessing and favor and promises that he has for you now. Hallelujah. 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 God can show me number two. I'm about to, you know, meditate on that. He showed me that yesterday. <laughs> and I meditated on that. <laughs> Hallelujah. God, I pray this morning that we continue to have a hunger and thirst for you. That the time spent in your presence is that you're outpouring more and more into us. That we receive more and more of you. That we walk more and more like you. That nothing else matters to us but being in your presence. We pray for our neighbor that they get it right. And when I say get it right, meaning that they don't be walking in self-deception. That's the worst kind of deception to walk in, self-deception. And when you are a seer, I'm so glad that you put a word to it. Because I always like, I see too much. And some of the things that I see, I don't want to see. But I thank God that I, when I do see it, I know what to do about it. And I thank you, God, that you can trust me with these gifts. That you can trust us with these gifts. That we don't go to the left, to the right, no gossiping. Don't use it and misconstrue it in a negative sense. But it's all for your glory. I thank you, God, for our children's children being blessed. 
I thank you, God, that our homes are blessed. Our homes are favored. And as for anyone in our house, we will serve the Lord on one accord. I pray right now our priorities are being put back in order according to your will and purpose in and through our life. And we thank you so much for it, God. We thank you, God, so much for the downloads. We thank you so much, God, for the breakthroughs. We thank you so much, God, for the miracles that's taking place. Our lives are not the same. We don't even feel the same. We don't even act the same anymore. Allow us to continue to stay broken for you, hungry for you. And I pray that no one be envious of us. I have a lot of people tell me all the time, girl, don't care about that. Don't jerk, whatever. If it happened, it happened. That's just not my heart. I care if a person is walking in envy. I care because you're not supposed to. I'm not going to take no pleasure of someone envying my life. No, I'm going to be used with the love of God to love on top of that envy that you could be convicted and become converted into what God has for you. I'm not going to take no, no, no. People get pleasure out of seeing someone envying them or being jealous over them. For what? Like you're doing something. You ain't doing anything. People like that, I, I go to God about, hallelujah. Get back to that peaceful talk, hallelujah. But at the same time, it is what it is. So God, I pray for that this morning. That we stop feeling ourselves. Stop thinking higher than we ought to think. Stop taking credit for what you're doing. Stop putting titles on our name. To determine how high we are in you. And in fact, don't even spend time with you. Don't even know who we really are. But to stand in front of people as if they're doing something. Doing nothing. Don't even want to fast. Don't even want to pray. Longer than five minutes. But y'all want to give themselves a title. Don't even know what it's like to walk in love. But you want to call yourself a title. Let's get back to just simply worshiping, honoring God. And let him Put on you what he called you to be. Let him provide the mantle and the anointing on your life. Let you already anointed. Let me say that. Let him reveal your title to you. Because you might think you're something that you're not. I had someone who was so envious that they kept confessing what I wasn't by confessing in prayer what I was. I hope you got that. I was like, I don't even care. It seems like you care more than I do. That's how I was feeling about the person, but I was thinking that inside, but I would never say that. That's not love. And I begin to ask God to remove the feelings out of my heart, or, or even on the inside, even if they don't see it, I know. And I want to make sure I'm right. But they kept targeting me. I'm like, I'm not going to let you target me. I'm not. Just because I'm sweet, don't mean anything. I'm still going to speak up when it's time to speak up. Do you hear me? So I'm saying this to everyone. Do not come to me 
unless you hear from God. And before you even come to me, I already saw you. So you better come correct. And I mean that in the most loyal and loving and faithfulest way that I can ever express. Because people come to you all the time. Speak this way. Or no, don't go this place. Well, I was just told to preach at this place. Well, I think you shouldn't. No, you're mad because you're not. You're mad because you're sitting there kissing somebody's butt all this time. And they know you're a butt kisser. And yet here I come out of nowhere and they're honoring. And you can't take it. Instead of you embracing it. And we all be honored in the eyes of God. We all don't want to court when it comes to praising God. And yet you sitting there thinking about somebody else's walk. Trying to lower somebody else. Trying to stop what God is doing in somebody else's life. When it's someone's appointed time and season, no man can stop. You are in your appointed time. You are in your appointed season. And no one going to shut you up. No one going to sit you down. Because you are exposed. God is exposing you. And who's higher than him? Hallelujah. So pray for those who are envious. Pray for those who are jealous. Hallelujah. I said, to my, I said to myself, what God said, God, golly, I do not like walking in the midst of my sisters, mostly, and they feel some kind of way about how you're using me or what you're revealing to me. And they do that by reminding me who they are. <laughs> I know who you are. I know more about you than you know about you. But I don't say anything about it. See, a humble person don't have to say all that. You don't have to say all You don't have to do all that. Just, you know, just be healed by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's all the best advice I can give any one of us. You know, don't speak out of anger. You know, don't be receptive to any, just any and every word. I have people tell me all the time, oh, you're an evangelist. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're a prophet. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. It don't even matter. You're not going to confuse me. Because I already know who I am. You hear me? I live up Africa right now, God. You keep showing me Africa. And I thank you for the trip that's already taken place. I thank you, God, for the souls being saved. I thank you for using me to be a blessing upon the land. I also lift up Rome, God. I thank you for being used through me. To bless the land. <laughs> I don't know why you keep staring me in the direction of Pakistan. I don't know about that one, God. <laughs> but it's not my will. I don't know. <laughs> That's a whole nother subject. But let me get off of that subject. You will deal with me on that one. But I just pray that your day be favored. Your day is already favored. Let me say that. Your day is already blessed. You are a child of God, that's why. God is your father, that's why. God is your provider, that's why. And God is your friend. God is your everything. God wants to be invited in areas in our life to touch every area of our life with his name on it. 
So allow him to touch us in ways, in places he never touched us before today. In the name of Jesus. So walk this day knowing I'm a child of God. I want you to show that you're a child of God with your love, with your joy, with peace, with every good work. In Jesus' name, enjoy your day. I love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. I couldn't say it enough. I could spend all day just saying how much I love you guys. I'm very affectionate. I love you so much and enjoy your day. <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning. God, we thank you so much for elevation. We thank you so much for your spirit being poured out all over us. You are clearly being seen and heard in and through our lives. You are transforming our lives for the better. And for that, we give you the highest praise. Hallelujah. As the cherubims are declaring, holy, 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 so are we. In the season that we are in, words cannot express the level of gratitude and honor we have for you for bringing us into a higher level of your majesty. The only words to come close is holy, holy, holy. You're taking us up higher in you. You're causing such a hunger and such a thirst that we can't get from nowhere else but you. And we thank you for it. We thank you for your word being manifested in our life. We thank you, God, for always being who you are, never changing, being the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. We thank you, angels, that you are commissioned to be a blessing. You uplift us. You show forth your presence through songs, through words, through visions, through dreams, through numbers, through symbols. You make sure you show up and show out what God has commissioned you to show to us. And we don't take that for granted. We have escaped many doors of death because of you being in our life. And for that, we thank you. We thank you so much for everything you're bringing to pass in our life. These are our greatest days. And we can clearly see it. We can clearly feel it. We can clearly understand it. Our mind is always on the greater change that you bring it forth in and through our life regarding everything within our being and everything that is around us. We're not putting you in a box, God, to pray just for our families and our communities and our nations. But we open the box and we step out the box and we declare your word over every nation. You are a God of all and not a God of some. I come against the spirit of racism right now in the name of Jesus. And I release agape love. Love that passes all understanding. Love that doesn't doubt. Love that doesn't fail. Love that's not afraid or too shy to embrace. But to sit there in the midst of it and embrace it boldly because you first loved us. Hallelujah. Walking in this world as your workmanship, being crafted as your craftsmanship, and we're releasing your word 
with miracles, signs, and wonders, and the greater works within us. Hallelujah. We thank you so much, God. We feel the elevation. We see the elevation. The dreams are becoming more intense, more tangible. You're opening up doors. We're receiving more opportunities to be used. And I thank you, God. I lift us up this morning that we keep our mind focused on you. And it's okay for us to be excited to be used by you. But allow us to keep our attention on that you get all the glory, you get all the honor, and you get all the praise. No one will be left without. No one was created to be without. And we thank you for it. The art of the angels are starting to become more and more clear in my vision, God. Angles and angels of different angles and forms. And it's, it's taking me by surprise. Because you're opening up our eyes to see things we never saw before. I'm not saying they never existed with you. It's always a wonder. There's no end to what you create. There's no end to what you do. There's no end to your love. There's no limit to you. It's always. It's a start. And it's a forever ending. Without an end. And we thank you for that. Allow our words to be understood. Even in the midst of us being misunderstood. Hallelujah. Strip us from every part of us. I pray that we begin to be hungry, not for 2021, but be hungry for whatever God has before us, whatever day, whatever time, whatever second, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If we don't take your word and what you put on the inside of us, our purpose for granted, our destiny for granted, and those who are connected for granted. Our obedience is connected to someone else's purpose. Hallelujah. Let us see the importance of our being here. By seeing what you're able to release through us to others who don't even know about you. Who gave up on you. I pray that we don't just walk around holding all this word and love on the inside of us. That it begins to be so heavy that we got to release. We walk around here overflowing. Many of us want to be seen and heard, but act like we don't want to be seen and heard. And I pray we don't. Stay in humility. Our mind is on you every day. Every second goes on that I'm not thinking about you. I'm not loving on you. I'm not seeking more of you. I don't want this earthly food. You are my food, holy God. Nothing can satisfy me where I am. And nothing ever will but you, God. I am a gem from the almighty God. And I want every single one of you to know you are a gem of God. He loves you so much. Do not cut off your hunger. Do not cut off your thirst. How high and hungry you become, the more you begin to be 
exposed to the things that God is revealing to you that many probably have never even seen or heard. Come up higher. Even if it's overwhelming, come up higher. Even if you can't even embrace the level of his radiant power. His glory is so much is, is so much delight in the light of his glory that we cannot take bit in his presence. Therefore, the angels have to cover up their eyes in an act of honor, in an act of respect because of the glory. It's bright. That's why we begin to glow and see the spirit of God within us. You begin to be light. You are the light, the light, the light. What is the light? The glory. You are the glory of this world. The glory of God is within you. You're releasing God's glory. Therefore, you are light. You are sitting on a hill that cannot be hid. Many are coming to you right now because of your light. Shine. Hallelujah. You find your speech becoming to be more and more and more and more and more sharp and more and more piercing and more and more powerful and more and more delightful and more and more strategic and more and more of heaven's downloads. Piercing you right in your heart. God's love is there. Leave it there. Piercing you right in your mind. Right through the helmet of salvation. He's piercing you in your mind with his love. Therefore, you have no thought to think of nobody else but God. You only keep your attentions on your God and his works. You might want to move, but God on the inside of you is telling you to stand. And look forward and keep straight. And the more you keep straight, you'll have a more of a hunger for God. And you don't care about anything else. Because to you, there is nothing else. Hallelujah. I had an encounter with a cherub. A cherubim angel. And I, before I went to bed, I asked God. I said, before I go to sleep, show me something in my dream prophetic. And he knows when I say things like that, I mean it. I don't just say things because he knows I want that encounter. And he grants me that favor every time. So this time, I'm in the mall. And the mall appeared to be so huge to the point some stores were identical side by side with the same things in it because it was too, it wasn't, uh, one store wasn't enough to hold a group of people, so it was two stores side by side. That's how big the mall was. Anyway, there was this gentleman who was cleaning the floors. He buffed the floors. He waxed the floors. He took his time. It was just that one man who cleaned the entire mall floor. And then here I come. I dropped some Q-tips out my purse. I don't even know. I don't even carry Q-tips. And as I bend down to help him pick him up, I look up, there's an angel standing right in front of me. She appeared to be a Caucasian lady, hair left to the, her ears, and she had on the garment fitted. And all of a sudden, I just screamed. I was frightened. And I tried to back away from her. And she said, no, 
No, it has to happen. It's exactly her words I would never forget. And this is her tone of voice. No, no, it has to happen. It has to happen. And she reached out her arm and her hand and began to dig in me. And she was moving things around in me. And as I began to lay the position of being open while she's digging in the inside of me, I began to put my hand on her arm and she began to pull it back a little bit. And so I wanted her to not say, I'm, I'm trusting you, I'm trusting you, even though I'm frightened, but I want you to know I trust you. So I sat there and then I looked up at her again. She had her eyes shielded. And then I felt this tap, there's two taps on my left shoulder, but I couldn't look to the left. But I, t- I felt the tap on my shoulder twice. And it wasn't no jitsu tap. <laughs> it wasn't hard, but it was, it was allowing me to know, hey, I'm here. And that's, you know, I kept trying to wake myself out of the dream. I was like, this is too much. I, I got to get up. I got to get up. I got to get up. And then when I woke myself up, I began to say, God, what was that? Who was that? That was not no ordinary angel. Because I was, t- I said, oh my gosh. Why is my response to seeing an angel to be frightened and scream in her face like that? Why I didn't say nothing like, hey, welcome, I love you, thank you. I screamed. (laughs) I backed away and screamed in her presence. As I begin to read, and it says, angelic hosts, the cherubims and archangels and the seraphims, their presence is so powerful that we become frightened when we have encounters with them. They already aware that that's going to take place before they get here because they know who they, how they created. You understand? And the thing about the, the, the beauty of it is, is it took for me, I had to be, let me get it out. <laughs> I had to be led. When you're excited, I don't, I don't whatever. <laughs> When you be led, the Holy Spirit led me to bend down to help pick up something in order to look up and see her right before me because I was not able enough to see her descend from heaven into my atmosphere because she had to disguise herself. So in order for me to see her in her disguise, I had to bend down and stand up and see her already there. Do you understand? So Holy Spirit led me to bend down so I would not, it was too great for me. So I was wondering why was I, why was I frightened? Because of her presence, because of her, how she is created, how the archangels are created, not just archangels, but the cherubims and the seraphims are created. The, I said, God, what angel was that? Was that a seraphim or was that a cherubim? And God said, that was a cherub, angel. And I said, okay, then why does she disguise her eyes? Why does she put lids on her eyes? And he said, because I showed up. And the light of the weight of my glory, they respect it when they have to disguise their eyes. The same as the seraphims, they have they have wings, six wings, and two of, out of out of the four, two of them cover their eyes in the presence of God out of respect, and they two cover their feet out of respect. Come on, somebody, and two uh, cover the, you know their middle part, the, the, their loins. Hallelujah. No, the other two to fly. I'm getting the two angels mixed up. The other two is the fly. <laughs> two for the eyes, two for the feet, and two to fly. Hallelujah. And um, the cherubims, they fly around God's throne, God's altar all day. And the seraphims, they are declaring holy, holy, holy. And they have eyes everywhere. They're covered in eyes because they don't want to miss a movement of God. You understand? 
Any move, sudden move that God make, their eyes are constantly watching God. And God had her to come down to me and begin to do things on the inside of me. And I said, who tapped me on the shoulder? He said, that was me. I said, that explains why I couldn't turn my head. It, it wasn't even a thought in my mind to turn my head because God's presence was too great for me to even think to turn my head. Hallelujah. But just to have that encounter, my life has never been the same. Whatever she was doing in me, she said it had to happen. In order for me to get up to this level, this got to take place. You cannot go up here with this. So this got to be removed and this got to be replaced in order to get up here. Hallelujah. So I received everything new. Everything. And angel numbers are just showing up. They're just releasing so many numbers and symbols. They let me know we're here. Their presence are so much more visible to me. And I begin to cry out for Michael. I was like, just cry out for the archangel Michael. He's the one in charge of the other angels. So I, I don't know what it was. I just begin to thank Michael for every time he commissioned or sent an angel to war on my behalf and to war on your behalf. And we're not even aware in our sleep the warring that's taking place regarding our future, regarding our destiny, regarding our prayers, regarding our declarations. And I begin to cry out to Michael. I begin to call him and call him and call him. Then he show up in my bedroom. And all I can say is, <laughs> Dad, you strong. <laughs> I'm telling you, the words I be, that comes to my mind, I don't understand. <laughs> Some of you probably be like, oh, oh, holy thou, or whatever you may say. Mine was, dang, you strong. I mean, his, his shoulders were so broad. And then I, oh, goodness, God, hallelujah. God is, God is just, he just, he keep giving me the word. Uh, I, I, let me get it out. God. Hallelujah this morning. God, hallelujah. Affirmation. You keep giving me that word. He's affirming things. Affirmation. Affirmation. Affirm he just keep giving me that word. Affirmation and surprise. And he can, these are the main things he's showing me. The number two, a swan. Affirmation and surprise. That's all he keep doing. And then I see cake. Yesterday I saw cake. Slices of different kinds of cake all over in heaven. And I was like, what are you guys doing? What's happening? Why you guys, why everybody eating cake at the same time? He said, because we are enjoying the finished work. We're seeing the finished work. And it's marvelous in my sight, say of God. I no longer am going to ever lower myself for someone to feel comfortable around me. I have felt myself doing that in many occasions because I didn't want no one to feel like I was too good to be in their presence. So I lowered myself to make them feel comfortable. God said, no, actually, in nationality, you are robbing them from growth. They need to grow. If I'm putting people in your path, no matter what area or how high you are, if they are hungry and thirsty for me, they will want to come up higher. The immature ones are the ones who talk themselves out of it. 
The mature believers are the ones who want more. And they want to be around people who have more. And I'm not talking about materialistically. That's why when it comes to possession sometimes, I throw it away in the spiritual realm. God can show me my treasures in heaven and I can just push that aside. I don't care about that. I don't care about money. I don't care about the luxurious things or the materialistic things of this world. It's here to enjoy. Yes, I would not sit here and say I would not enjoy it, but I can care less about it. That's not number one, two, three, four, five on my list. That's what I'm basically trying to say. Love is number one. And that's it. There's no number two. There's no number three. I'm so hungry for knowing more of God. Um, God is taking me so higher. He said, Do you, can you even take going up another level right now? And he was, you know, he was in his humorous moment. Can you take it? Look at you now. You all, you, look at you. Can you take, I said, how about we skip two rounds and go up higher than that? Hallelujah. And not just to keep their encounters with just me, but to release them. Be a blessing. My answers are not always the answers as mere men. It's, I can see the difference. I can see how God crafted me the way he did. I'm starting to learn more about myself than I ever knew before, spiritually. Now I understand why the, I'm such a threat to the demonic force. The devil was very afraid for me to get to this point in my life that I'm actually in. I find him hiding more than anything from me. That doesn't mean that he's still not going to try to test me or tempt me. But the more you spend with God, the more Holy Spirit allow you to be able to discern and become aware of the devil's plan against you and your family and anything that concerning you. So you would not have to be in the able of being not be in the area of being deceived. Hallelujah. These are the times that we are to enjoy and take very seriously, but to enjoy. God has so much in store. I just told, I said to God this morning, I said, I'm so over hearing all these speeches. I'm so over hearing a positive uh, message or a positive, the- hearing positive theologies. And I'm so over that. Now it's good to hear, but I'm so over that. I'm about to release the demonstration. I'm about to release the experiences. I don't want to keep telling you God is good. God is is a healer. You're about to see it for yourself. I'm not going to keep talking about heaven being here. I'm about to show you heaven is here. Because heaven is about to show up in your life through me. Hallelujah. And God knows I'm that bold to be used to do it. I came to a place where God, nothing else matters. 
I want you to des- I want you to be seen and heard. That's my greatest desire. Not just to go out and be heard with a good message, but to demonstrate your love through power and deed. Then you find yourself walking down the street, people running up to you, having to touch you because they know you got something they don't have, and that is God. You're introducing them or reintroducing people back to God where they are from, where they're created. Their existence of your being here is because of him. Now you're going back to your creator to commune with your creator. To spend the rest of your life with your heavenly father. Getting to know who you are, who he is, what he can do, what he have done, what he will do. On you and I behalf. Hallelujah. I'm more powerful today than I was yesterday. That's how it's supposed to be. See, now I don't have to just lay hands, even though it will take place. I can speak it and it happened. I don't mean just, oh, you're healed. No, it's taking place even by the thought in my mind. That's how much power I'm receiving from God in his presence because that's what I'm hungry for. When you're hungry, you eat. And God said, whatever you seek, you find. You knock, the door is going to be open. Hallelujah. God said, I'm taking you to places that you can only imagine. I'm sharpening you. See, I'm sharpening you. I'm equipping you. You didn't just have an encounter with that angel, that cherubim. That cherubim just for no reason. I counseled you. He said he counseled me to ask him just so he can do it because he already had it lined up to be done anyway. I had to have that encounter to be where I am in God right now. This level where I am, that encounter with that cherub angel had to take place. Whatever she took out and whatever she replaced, that's what's taking place now in my life. And I'm also receptive until the knowledge of what God put on the inside of you into my life but we have to stay in a place of none of us and all of God because I don't want to hear no one's personal opinion about how I should do this when I should do that and where I should do this because it's not about you or me and I pray to God that he don't put me in a predicament or I don't even be in a no not say he don't but I don't be in a predicament where I have to say anything on my behalf the Holy Spirit already spoken for me therefore they won't even say it hallelujah because I like to save people the embarrassment I really do I hate to see someone embarrassed I really do I can't stand it it tears me up I can't see, see I can't stand to see anyone hurt Anyone, anyone feeling anything other than happy and excited? Anything else beneath that, it tears me up. 
emotionally. So I thank God for what he's doing in our life. You are blessed. And God is about to show you. See, we hear the word blessed all the time. You're blessed. You're blessed. And we heard the word blessed even in our obstacles. We heard the word blessed even in a storm. We heard the word blessed. So some of us just carry that we know it's a good word. But you're about to actually see the action to the word blessed come to pass in your life. Power being released right now in the name of Jesus into your life. The power of the blessing. The power of the favor. And the power of the grace. Hallelujah. That's what the devil want to keep you from. Power. Power is liberty. Power is authority. Power is confident. Power is bold. And the good thing about power is endless. And it's priceless. Hallelujah. When I thought about Jesus being crucified yesterday, I had a whole never week that came upon me that I couldn't even take myself. Because I just thought about the, the abuse that he had to go through. Being smacked and being disrespected, spat on and all this for us. And he was honored to do it. He didn't ask God, he didn't say he could have angels come to save him just because he wanted to quit. He said, I can end this right now if I want to, but I chose to go through the thing because I love you. He even finished the work before time. He went to God, Father, now it's time to glorify thy son, for I have finished the work you have sent me here to do. It wasn't even his time yet, and he was finished. Hallelujah. And when he was betrayed, I could, I could feel the heaviness in his heart. Not to be afraid or frightened. The heaviness is because you walk, you are love. You are love. And yet you experience everything opposite around you. You're a split image of the creator of all this that's happening around you. And because of one man. You had to go through this. And because of you are the other man that we made right. That it is finished. Hallelujah. And when I see how in the vision, how they did him and treated him and disrespected him. I couldn't do them just fall and say thank you. So we got to teach our children on their level of understanding about Christ, about God. Nobody should walk this earth thinking they just here because they were born here by flesh and blood alone. Hallelujah. I pray we begin to desire what God wants us to desire and not us of ourselves. See, when you prepared, when you've been preparing for what God is putting before you now and you've been preparing for that for years and years and years and now it's in your face and at first it seemed to be impossible to even happen and yet God made it possible again that's a glorious place to be in because that's favor 
And the world will confess your favor. The world will confess your loyalty. Your faith unto God. Even when there's times that you wanted to fall. Even times you wanted to give up. Even times you was even about to move in another direction. But God showed up right on time on your behalf. Because he know how important that you and how important those connected to you want to see that destiny and purpose come to pass the way how God already ordained it. So in order for it to take place, he has to put you and this other person in place where you're able to be receptive. Now, how long it took to get there is a testimony, but you got to focus on the now. Hallelujah. There is a now. You are in the now. And a lot of times we... And I know I made a mistake in that area a lot when I'm listening to a lot of people in my ear. And I'm sitting here excluding God's voice because I'm believing the God in you voice because you look powerful. You don't ranked up. Not knowing I have, I have also. I am also a hearer. I am also a doer. So why am I looking for someone else's to tell me to do anything when I have the power to listen and hear and be led to do also? Hallelujah. God taking me to different nations, different communities. And he's showing me baptizing a lot of people. And large bodies of water. And I don't take that vision for granted. There are a lot of people in line walking to me right now. I can see them coming. God is preparing me for when they do come. That it doesn't mark me by surprise. That I'm already prepared to release and do what they're coming for. That's why God is showing me them coming closer and closer and closer. Greater works. Let me tell you what a great work is. When them three wise men was following the North Star to find Christ. They went on a journey to find him. And they was identifying his his location due to light. Traveling in the dark. Being led by light. And that's what's taking place in us today. There are many looking for you and they're finding you. They're being drawn to your light. They're finding their way to you by the light that's in you. You're like an hour house. You're glowing. You're shining. Hallelujah. It's like a powerhouse. A house of power. Your body is a symbol of power. Your body is a house. A place where God dwells. And God powers dwell on the inside of you. Thank you for your presence, God. I see a lot right now. Hallelujah. The whole globe has fire around it. And our hands are on the globe. We are reaching 
nation upon nation, through song, through word, through dance, through art, through movies, through program, anything you can think of to impact or amuse anyone, God is taking it back. I used to walk around hating psychics. And I mean, literally, I hated them. And every time I ride past a person with a palm reading house, I look at them and I want to walk inside and just begin to just... uh, And all of a sudden, God began to show me most of their gifts. He said, said, what happened is, most of them are actually in a prophetic anointing. They've been anointed to prophesy. But they allow the enemy to use their gift for negative purposes. He said they can see into the future, some of them, because of the gift I put on the inside of them, but they're allowing the enemy to influence them otherwise. But this is the time and the season, save God, that they will turn back to me. For me and my glory alone. God loves his glory, I'm trying to tell you. He's honored of his glory. He favors his glory. His glory stands. His glory is his word. The manifestation of his word is his glory. When you look up and receive healing, or even if you've been... Even if you become aware that you've already been healed, that's glory. Glory is in his sight. Hallelujah. Will you walk in your purpose? Will you receive anything? Let me just break it down. When we receive anything God been trying to give to us, and we're walking in the things of God and who we really are, brings him glory, brings him honor. To see us walk in truth and not a lie. Hallelujah. God, we thank you so much for this day. This day is already favored. It's already blessed. I don't know why I feel nervous. I feel so nervous right now. I don't know what's taking place. I just felt nervous all of a sudden. I'm nervous of something. I don't know. Jesus, help me. I thank you, God, for whatever you're doing. Be it unto me according to your word. How about that? So today I want you to enjoy your day. Know that you are favored. Keep your focus on the reason for the season. Knowing that everything is working itself out for your good. And those who are around you. It's time to smile and not cry. It's time to rejoice and not be in sorrow. Hallelujah. It's time to believe. God is reviving your belief. He's reviving your hunger and your thirst. So enjoy the revival. I love you. I love you. I love you. Enjoy your day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.